Today is Wednesday, October 12th, 2022, and Biden bombs in CNN interview. What a train wreck. John Fetterman's health is much worse than we thought. He needs a teleprompter to do an interview. And FBI offered Christopher Steele $1 million to corroborate Trump allegations. So the FBI paid a million bucks in order to try and get dirt on Trump. All of these people are evil and they're so incompetent and they're such clowns. My name is Benny Johnson and we are going to laugh at them today on The Benny Show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, why are we once again inside of a hotel room? Well, because last night we had the honor of being invited to John Rich's house here in Nashville. We have a number of business meetings here in Nashville. Very exciting things coming up. Throw up that photo of John Rich. We went to Mount Richmore, which is his house, which is so awesome. We were there invited by Rumble, which we are streaming on right now. And we are dear friends with the Rumble squad. Uh, 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 Chris Pavlovsky and Nunez and Cash were all there. Uh, the entire crew was there. They actually took a song that John Rich had written that he couldn't get because it was a, like a, you know, it's a, it's a conservative song. Uh, it's called Take Your Progress and Shove It, uh, all about Joe Biden destroying America. They actually took his song to number one for like two weeks straight on the charts. So they just crushed it for John Rich. John Rich had then a party at his house and they invited a couple of influencers to come there and celebrate. We do love Nashville. We do love the South. We do love the culture here. We do love Americana and we love dancing on the graves of leftist cancel culture. John Rich, a number one hit single and he had a single party last night. His house was rocking. He has like a full concert hall inside of his house. He has a guitar shaped pool. It's the largest house in Nashville and he has an elevator with this photo in it of Donald Trump. We thought we'd show you this photo of Donald Trump. I took that photo last night because this is a uh, very special photo. You will never find another photo of Donald Trump wearing a cowboy hat again. Donald Trump does not wear hats. Let me tell you, Donald Trump does not wear hats. He wears his own MAGA hats, okay? But then he doesn't put on any other goofy hats because you just end up looking goofy when you do that as an elected official. This is a very rare special photo of a cowboy hat when Donald Trump won the election, John Rich brought him a Stetson and Donald Trump put it on. That's the story there. We had an incredible night celebrating with patriots and celebrating with people who are attempting to destroy the universe of woke corporate leftism and try and destroy channels like ours and the movement like ours. It was a night of positivity and energy and happiness and music. And a lot of our favorite people were all there and we were very honored to be invited. And so that is why we're in a hotel room tonight. Also tonight, we will be giving you live coverage from Candace Owens's BLM funeral tonight. She releases her documentary with the Daily Wire and we will be going to the premiere of that. And so Follow this space. We will be bringing you exclusive behind the scene content. Candace Owens, the bassist, the absolute greatest when it comes to the destruction of the BLM movement. And she has a full documentary on it. And so we're going to be covering that tonight. And we're going to be bringing you uh, all the behind the scenes. It's going to be a big premiere. It's going to be very fun. Uh, it's going to be black tie. And it's going to be uh, really, really special for uh, BLM. And I really look forward to seeing what Candace has and uh, hopefully some interviews and some more content from that coming this evening. Not like we need any more content. Not like we need any more content right now. Have you seen what's happening? Have you seen what Joe Biden is doing? Did you watch last night? So Joe Biden was supposed to do an hour-long interview with CNN last night. 
Supposedly, Jake Tapper. You're Jake Tapper. My name is Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper, who dated Monica Lewinsky, did you know this? So that he could get like a story out of it. Jake Tapper, uh, former Democrat PR executive and former Democrat flack on the Hill. Jake Tapper got his start, made his bones working as a comms director for Democrats in Congress. They never say that about Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper. So Jake Tapper got a one-on-one -on -one interview with Joe Biden. It didn't go great. The first thing that happens right out of the gate is Joe Biden. He drops his flashcards. So Joe Biden has these flashcards that he always uses, okay? And he, you, can, you can find the flashcards sitting there uh, uh, when Joe Biden's giving any type of address anywhere, giving any comments to the press. He has these giant flashcards. They're so embarrassing. Some of these flashcards, I think we should pull up. Hey, Alex, can you grab a couple of the old flashcard zoom-ins from the past? A couple of these flashcards are like, you are the president. Your name is Joe. You don't shower with Ashley, please. Like, these are the kind of things that, these are the kind of commands they give Joe Biden. Please, the, any child under the age of 15, not allowed to sit on your lap, don't sniff their hair. Please don't try and play Minecraft with the children. This is what the note cards say. They literally remind Joe Biden, like, who to call on in the room. We're kind of making a joke. We're kind of not, actually, with that. They remind Biden of who to call on in the rooms. It's, 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 it's humiliating. So Joe can't go anywhere without his flashcards. Uh, this is like Gollum. And his ring, like he has to have it. It is Joe Biden's precious. And so Joe Biden's precious flashcards. Okay, what are they saying? You take your seat. <laughs> Look at it. There it is on screen. This is not from last night, CNN interview. We're about to play you that clip. This is from a previous photo where they're like having to direct Joe Biden like what to do inside of a very routinized normal meeting. The president does these kind of meetings all the time. This was Joe Biden meeting with like, I don't know, like teachers or like green energy executives. It's like, you take your seat. You are Joe. Please don't shart your pants. These are what the directions say. It is incredible. So those directions dropped on the floor last night in the middle of the interview. And we have a lot to say about this exact clip. But let's play the clip. And then I'm going to like go in on Jake Tapper. We're going to like, we're going to go. We're going to do it do our own uh, little reverse Monica Lewinsky on uh, Jake Tapper, and we're going to humiliate him, okay? Jake Tapper, again, it deserves to be stated, while Jake Tapper was writing for a magazine in Washington, D.C., he dated Monica Lewinsky in order to get a story out of it. This is after her affair with Bill Clinton. Jake Tapper's a scumbag, all right? But not even Jake Tapper, not, none of that could prepare Jake Tapper for the uh, president sitting there dropping his damn note cards on the ground in front of him, watch. We, we, we passed so much legislation that significantly makes a, makes a point about, you know, for example, the American Rescue Plan, the, the legislation to deal with inflation, um, the, the Inflation Act. We okay, wait, let's break that thing down, okay? Let's break that clip down. Uh, uh, is there any way to slow-mo that? Let's slow-mo that. Uh, look at how great this team is, by the way. We just love our team on The Benny Show. We're such... We are like so honored to work with such incredible creatives. And we obviously demonstrated that last night. Producer ALX is with me here in Nashville. Uh, Royce running the show here. Jerry making these incredible thumbnails. Danny producing fire content and getting fire clips for the show. We've got Ashley popping off on Rumble and on Instagram. We have an incredible team here. 
Rico, all up on the partnerships. It's amazing. We want to shout out all of the incredible people on Team Benny and how quickly they work. We're going to get a slow-mo of this so I can give you a play-by-play. Like it was John Berman. This is going to be so depressing. So let's start with this. Jake Tapper's supposed to be a journalist. This is Jake Tapper's job. He has taken over Chris Cuomo's 9 p.m. hour at CNN. Now, you might laugh, but that's actually the highest rated hour on CNN. This is the big old primetime slot. This hour could regularly and consistently compete with Fox News. This is why the Chris Cuomo debacle at CNN was truly such a disaster. He was the only guy who rated at that network. So Jake Tapper has been foisted into that slot. Jake Tapper is supposed to be a journalist. All right. He's supposed to be sitting there and asking questions on behalf of you, the American people, as the First Amendment requires. The First Amendment says you must have a free press in this country, and that free press is there to hold the powerful accountable. So what does Jake Tapper do in this instance? Does he say, hey, uh, why the F do you have note cards? Mr. President, is this what Joe, is this, is this what Joe Biden gets hit with? So Joe Biden literally drops his daddy's little helper onto the ground. And what does Jake Tapper do? Jake Tapper reaches down because Joe Biden probably has so much, uh, so much like disease and cancer in his bones. He probably couldn't even bend over that low. Jake Tapper reaches for the cards and hands them back. Did Jake Tapper take a second to like look at the cards? See what's on them? Did Jake Tapper take a second to like maybe hold the cards for himself and say, uh, hey, Master President, I'm Jake Tapper. You shouldn't be having these. Why do you need note cards to do a simple interview? You ever heard the term throwing fuel on the fire? This is exactly what our federal government is doing with inflation. They are adding to inflation. They are trying to make your life worse in order to keep power. That's why the consumer price index right now is increasing yet again. The stock market is in total turmoil and our leaders are spending more money. That's exactly what Joe Biden is doing, spending more money to destroy the American family. Spending more money to turn down inflation is literally the opposite of the thing that you would do if you wanted to actually solve inflation. So what can you do about it? Well, you can text Benny to 989898 and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit to protect your savings with gold in a tax sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years experience in converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Have you ever uh, looked at your IRA over the last month or two? What's going on? Have you looked at your 401ks? Ladies and gentlemen, now is time to invest in gold. Do not let the left devalue your savings. Text Benny to 989898 and claim your free no obligation info kit for Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold in a tax sheltered retirement account with Birch Gold and Birch Gold has an A plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Let them help you do it. That's what a real journalist would do. Jake Tapper is a water boy. Jake Tapper is a bitch boy for the Democrat Party. Ball gag in. Get on your hands and knees. Put the leather strap around your neck and doggy walk. Joe Biden dog walked Jake Tapper last night. What a humiliating buffoon. Check it out again. We have the slow-mo clip ready because the Benny team is just the greatest. Thank you. Slow-mo.
Do you see it? The play-by-play. We will eventually have the little pen. I'll be able to draw on the screen, right? Maybe we can do that. We'll do that later. We're, we're moving into a brand new studio. We're very excited about it. Uh, we're doing the the migration right now, actually, into a brand new studio uh, that we have in Tampa so we can bring you uh, so many m- new features and functions. Maybe a pen. Royce, what do you think, pal? Do you think, can we do like a pen on screen where we can draw a play-by-play like it was an NFL play? I would love to do that. So the fumble, what I would say right now, if I had the pen and I had the uh, ESPN or Fox NFL uh, ability, is I would be like, the fumble happened here. Here's the recovery from Jake Tapper. And here is the here is where Jake Tapper leans in in order to put his salty, salty uh, fish lips directly on Joe Biden's uh, 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 translucent dandruffy posterior. This is what happened. Jake Tapper reached in and didn't say, what are these? He didn't say, why do you have note cards? Which is what I would say. I don't care if it was I was interviewing Donald Trump. I would be like, yo, what are these, man? What'd you drop? What you got there? What you got in that bag? That's what I would say. But it's not just say it. Dick Tapper just reaches in, puts the gag in his mouth, and says, dog walk me. What a bitch boy. Try not to swear on this show. I've given one, I've been given one swear, okay? So I'm now reusing the swear. I get one swear per show. This is incredible stuff. You have to know who Jake Tapper is, though. Jake Tapper spent his entire life carrying water for the Democrat Party. Literally, his job was a PR flack, flack being a term for like a press guy on Capitol Hill for Democrats. So he is reaching in and handing him the note. I mean, I guess kudos to CNN for keeping that clip in there. But they didn't have any good clips, actually. They had to put something in there. Shame on you, Jake Tapper. I'll finish with this because we have a bunch of other clips to get to from this interview, which is uh, just a train wreck nightmare. This is like the slow motion. I mean, just like the slow motion, like grinding, agonizing, humiliating interview here. And it only lasted 15 minutes. How much debasement, how much public shame can you shove into 15 minutes? But this is the most shame I've ever seen any journalist have. Jake Tapper, you must turn in your credentials. Hand them in now. Get them done. Shred them. Grab your toilet cleaner and walk in to the bidet in the White House and start scrubbing. Bitch boy. Incredible. I mean, just the humiliation. Jake Tapper deserves to be dog walked for this, to be shamed for this. You despicable little cretin. Picking up Joe Biden's note cards, handing them back, not blinking an eye. Ball gag, Jake. Disgusting. So what happened else in the interview? Okay, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. What happened else? Well, Jake Tapper did ask a question about Hunter Biden. I mean, yo, they're like straight up saying that they're going to put Hunter Biden in jail now. So you got to ask, now, did it go well? Did Joe Biden storm out of the interview afterwards? The answer is yes. But Joe Biden, I mean, Jake Tapper asked again, this is not a, like, what would have taken some balls is asking this, what would have taken some spine is asking this on the campaign trail in 2020. Now it's a little too late. So you ain't going to get any pat on the head. You ain't going to get any kudos from this channel for asking 
about the most important question in America, covering up the greatest political crime in American history, which is Joe Biden selling the office of the presidency and the vice presidency in a single lifetime. But here we go. They asked the question and you deserve to hear the answer. Um, we should have put a bouncing ball on this, actually. This is so embarrassing. Watch. Reporting, CNN reporting and the Washington Post reporting suggests the prosecutors think they could, they have enough to charge your son, Hunter, uh, for tax crimes and a false statement about a gun purchase. Um, personally and politically, um, how do you react to that? Well, first of all, I, I'm, I'm proud of my son. This is a kid who got, uh, not a kid, he's a grown man. He got uh, hooked on, uh, uh, like many families have had happen, hooked on drugs. Uh, he's overcome that. He's established a new life. He is, um, uh, I'm confident that he is, what he says and does are consistent with what happens. Um, and, uh, for example, he wrote a book about his problems and was straightforward about it. I'm proud of him. He came along and said, by the way, this thing about a gun, I didn't know anything about it, but turns out that when he made my application to purchase a, a gun, what happened was he said, I guess you get asked, I don't guess, you get asked the question, are you on drugs, you use drugs? He said no. And he wrote about saying no in right. his book. So I, 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 I have great confidence in my son. I love him, and uh, he's on a straight and narrow, and he has been for a couple of years now, and I'm just so proud of him. Um, you're about to turn 80 next month. Happy birthday ahead of time. <laughs> Whenever anyone raises concerns about your age. I like how we kept the little last bit in there, right? I like how we kept the little last simping bit in there, right? So Jake Tapper, simp for the establishment elitist cabal. Simp, water boy. You're going to turn to 80 next month. <laughs> Happy birthday. Oh, here's your flashcards. What did you just drop? Drop the nuclear codes? Here you go. I'm so sorry. Here, what'd you, what else did you drop? Here, you dropped a little bit of the crack that your kid smoked on camera. It is incredible. Let's read the comments. Let's read it. I love doing this. We're going to take the uh, Joe Biden at his word here. He's asked about his crackhead kid who's going to jail. And Joe Biden says, well, first off, I'm proud of my son. This kid got a, not a kid. He's a grown man. He got hooked on, like many families, have had happen, hooked on drugs. He's overcome that. He's established a new life. I'm confident he is. What he says and he does are consistent with what happened. And for example, he wrote a book. An actual quote. What? I mean, take it, carve it in marble and slap it on Mount Rushmore. Have you ever heard such beautiful words being spoken? Have you ever gone back in time and found video of Joe Biden saying that he will take your black son, who also was addicted to crack, and not uh, pat him on the head and say, wow, this is just what happens to other families, but he will put him in jail for mandatory sentencing. Do you remember just a few short years ago, Joe Biden was bragging on the Senate floor about locking up your black kids who had crack addictions. I got a family member who's really bad at balancing her budget. And as a small business owner, I've helped her 
go through her line items and see what her expenses are at the end of the month and help tally them up so that she can stay on budget. She's on a fixed income, and so we help her out. Now, I was shocked to see the amount of money that she is spending for her and her kids to have a cell phone plan. It's one of the first things we did to help her hit her budget every single month is to adjust that wildly inflated bill for cell phone coverage. It is the year 2022. This is one of the number one ways that you can save with your bills. And you got to save because you can see what's happening to the economy right now. You can see what Joe Biden is doing. You got to protect what's yours today. Step one, I told her was switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk, America's most reliable 5G network, and you don't have to sacrifice coverage for a fortune every month. I mean, take a look at your cell phone bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, you know how much you pay. It's going to be hundreds of bucks. With Pure Talk, you can get unlimited talk and text and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. That's real saving, and it can go to cover groceries, gas. Pure Talk has never raised their rates, and they're run by patriots. Go to puretalk.com. Select the plan that will save you money. Then enter the code Benny, and you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com and enter the code Benny to save right now with the company that I trust with my business and my family, Pure Talk. In order to attack a specific population during the crack epidemic in America. It was a very different tune when Joe Biden was looking at a very different population whose last name didn't rhyme with Biden and whose first name didn't rhyme with Bunter. He was bragging about locking kids up for crack. Remember this? If you have a piece of crack cocaine no bigger than this quarter that I'm holding in my hand, one quarter of one dollar. We passed a law through the leadership of Senator Thurman and myself and others, a law that says if you're caught with that, you go to jail for five years. You get no probation. You get nothing other than five years in jail. Judge doesn't have a choice. Now, the fact of the matter is, we've gone from this. Five years in jail. Judge doesn't have a choice. Don't know why Joe Biden does the Joker face there. Five years in jail. But he does it, and it's creepy, and it's what's way worse is what he's saying. What he's saying there, see if you can spot the difference in between those two interviews. So in one interview, he's like, oh, my son, Hunter had a Hunter. Hunter had a that problem, and it's getting better. He wrote a book about it. In the book, the title of the book is called Gumdrops and Chocolate Fountain Fairies, and it's about doing crack and banging Russian hookers and selling all the information, all of our patrolling to the Chinese. It's great. This is, how, this is how Joe Biden treats his son now. Get, get a flux capacitor and a DeLorean. And how does Joe Biden treat crack addicts when it wasn't his kid? Five years, mandatory sentencing, in jail. If you have any crack bigger than this quarter, bigger than this quarter, you go to jail five years. Now it's all gumdrops and chocolate fairies for Hunter. Incredible. And also, by the way, this is the same president who's out and out going after Second Amendment lovers. Second, Second Amendment lover, Second Amendment practicers, legal Second Amendment law-abiding citizen gun owners who've never once, 
who've never once committed any crime at all, which is the, the overwhelming preponderance of every gun owner in America. I mean, you can't find a single NRA member that's ever done a mass shooting, okay? That's a, that, that, there's a good statistic. NRA has been around for like 70 years. You can't find them for me. So Joe Biden goes after those people day and night for gun crimes, okay? Taking and projecting the scintilla of a population of mentally ill, mentally disturbed people, often being run by the FBI or that the FBI had prior knowledge of. Looking at you, Nicholas Cruz, on trial right now in Florida for the Parkland shooting. FBI was called like 50 times on this kid, does nothing. And oh, <laughs> FBI, we'll get to you in the next segment. Believe that. Oh yeah, John Durham is curb stomping the FBI right now. These scintilla of mentally ill, deeply disturbed freaks who should be in asylums go and commit a crime with the firearm and then they take and they blood libel you. They blood libel you, they blood libel your family. And they say, you are guilty of their crimes. No, man, no, we don't live like that. We don't accept that. That's a blood libel. Why don't you take a look instead of going after sitting before you, a legal gun owner, and probably watching right now, legal gun owners, millions across America, some, something like 360 million guns in America. That's a good start. Got to pump those numbers up. Got to pump those numbers up. Why don't you start with the actual gun criminals inside of your family? What we're talking about is actual criminals here, okay? Not people who own firearms because it's their right and because they should, actually. The founders are applauding from, in, from heaven about legal gun ownership that terrifies the government in this nation by law-abiding citizens. That's the point of a Second Amendment, to stop tyranny before it starts. Why don't you start with your own kid? What does Joe Biden say about his gun criminal son? Joe Biden takes every opportunity and every tragedy to come after you and your kids. That's why I have firearms in my house to protect my children, God forbid. So how about you just look at your own kid? You old sleazebag. Here's what he says. Turns out that when he made application to purchase a gun, what happened was he say, I guess you asked. I don't guess, you get asked a question. Are you on drugs or do you use drugs? He said, no. Referencing his son's memoir, he said, and he wrote about it saying no in his book. So I have great confidence in my son. I love him and he is on the straight and narrow. You ever heard Joe Biden talk about legal gun owners like that? You ever heard Joe Biden be like, I want legal gun ownership and God bless all the Americans who own guns legally and responsibly. No, no, he blood libels you. Meanwhile, literally prostrating himself for his gun criminal son. By the way, does Joe Biden know anything about the federal background NICS system? Does he know anything about federal background forms? How this operation works? I have been asked this year because I bought a lot of firearms this year. I have been asked this year because I moved to Florida, right? I bought a house with a gun safe in it. There's nothing more depressing than an empty gun safe. And the gun safe in my house, like bigger than the house. It's awesome. I love Florida. It's so great. Like literally you could rent out the gun safe for as an Airbnb. It's amazing. So, you know, F around and find out in Johnson household. <laughs> uh, but hey, yo, let me tell you, I went and bought quite a few firearms this year. Have a great 
have a great store that I love to go to. I get asked every single time, every single firearm, no matter what it is, every single time I sit down for like a 20 minute grilling by the federal government about what kind of substances I'm on, what crimes I've committed, like if, if I'm under investigation for any crimes, like my status as an American citizen, all these personal questions, I got to answer them all that goes into the federal government. And I can't get my gun unless I, that comes back and they know that I'm telling the truth. That's just the way it works. So how Joe Biden doesn't know this is beyond me. But more importantly, what he is doing is he is doing what he's always done, which is to promote his family and his to defend and protect his family while demonizing and destroying you, the American people. It's always Biden's first, destroy America, screw your kids. That's right. Doesn't matter if your kid was addicted to drugs, they go to prison. Hunter Biden gets a pat on the head. If you commit a gun crime, or if you don't commit a gun crime, if you're just a law-abiding gun owner, well, then you get blood libeled and slandered in the public square, and Hunter Biden gets a gold star, okay? Because he wrote a book about it. Dude, I'm telling you, this family, this family. What, what are the things that Joe Biden is doing that hurts all Americans? Well, this is one of them. Another thing is, of course, Joe Biden's economy. Joe Biden was asked about the recession that he's brought about to America uh, last night, this teeny little short interview, this answer. Um, see if you find something wanting from this answer. Midterm elections are four weeks from today. The economy remains top, top of mind for voters. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO said the U.S. is likely to enter a recession in the next nine months. Bank of America says the U.S. could start losing 175,000 jobs a month. Gas prices are on the rise again. Should the American people prepare for a recession? No. Look, they've been saying this now how uh, every, every six months they say this. Every six months they look down the next six months and see what's going to happen. It hadn't happened yet. It hadn't been, there, there has, there is no, there's no guarantee that they're going to be, I don't think there will be a recession. If it is, it'll be a very slight recession. That is, we'll move down slightly. Well, look, think about what's happened. We have done more. We're in a better position than any other major country in the world, economically and politically. We are, we still have real problems, but we look, look, look what we, look what we got done. We, we, we passed so much legislation that significantly makes a, makes a point about, you know, for example, the American Rescue Plan, the, the legislation to deal with inflation, um, the, the Inflation Act. We moved along. I mean, there's so much that's been accomplished that the idea that there's uh, something, there's an automaticity to recession is just not, is just not there. They keep, they've been predicting this off and on for the last, but you just said that a slight recession is possible. It is possible. Look, it's possible. I don't anticipate it. What I do think, look, we talk about. We're going to call this taking Joe Biden at his word. This is going to be a new segment. Taking Joe Biden at his word, meaning we just tell you the words that Joe Biden says out of his face hole. Here we go. Will there be a recession? I don't think there will be a recession. If there is, it will be a slight recession. You ever heard of a slight recession? Is that something you've studied in economics? It will be a slight recession, just the tip recession. This is Joe Biden. This is the man, presumably in charge of the fate of your 401k, everything you've ever earned, the greatest, largest economy in human history, the greatest, largest military in human history. Does he sound uh, sane to you? Does he sound like he's living in the same universe as you? 
Does he sound like he actually cares about the things that you care about? What you care about is not having Joe Biden run in 2024. The polls show that. And Joe Biden was asked directly, do you think you should run in 2024? Everyone says you shouldn't. And Joe Biden had this to say. Voters have been watching you. Democratic voters approve of the job you're doing. Democratic voters uh, overwhelmingly like you. Um, but one poll shows that almost two-thirds of Democratic voters want a new nominee in 2024. And the top reason they gave was your age. So what's your message to Democrats who like you, who like what you've done, but are concerned about your age and the demands of the job? Well, they're concerned about whether or not I can get anything done. Look what I've gotten done. Name me a president in recent history that's gotten as much done as I have in the first two years. Not a joke. You may not like what I got done, but the vast majority of the American people do like what I got done. And so I just, it's, it's a matter of, can you can you spot the difference between the way that like the apparatchik leftist water boys running around kissing ass in these interviews, ask questions and how they treated Trump? Like imagine if that was Trump across the chair. Would Jake Tapper be going, everyone likes you and everyone loves you. you by the way. Here's your note card. I think you dropped this. While I'm down here, you have a speck of mud on your shoe. Can I use my tongue to get it off? God, speaking about getting off, I mean, it's just so, it is so romantic watching these interviews. Every negative needs to be couched inside of like an Oreo cookie of positive compliments. It's like dealing with like a second grader or like a kindergartner. Where you have to like, you have to like slowly ease them in to saying something so like to, to a criticism, okay? This is so pathetic. This journalism is so debasing to people like Jake Tapper and CNN. CNN should fire Jake Tapper for this interview. And I guess if we had to tip our hat to something, it's that they just did the interview at all. Because even with these kind of softball, I mean, we're talking 18 inch softballs. You ever played softball? This is a softball the size of a bowling ball, all right? And they are just rolling them at Joe Biden at half speed and giving Joe Biden like a nine iron to like hit the hit the softball. And Joe Biden's just like sitting down and asking for a change of his depends. This is the debasement of this is so, I mean, I guess we just have to say thanks because we just didn't know how bad things were. So thanks, Jake Tapper. We actually, you, you, you tried your hardest, okay? But even the even a fluffer like you like can't get past the fact that Joe Biden has dementia and that Joe Biden is just dropping his note cards, but at least Joe Biden can still read. There are some in the Democrat party that literally can't read. Uh, now, we know that people like Cory Bush and AOC probably, probably wouldn't be able to read, uh, but we, Definitely know because we have visual evidence that a Senate candidate right now named John Fetterman in Pennsylvania cannot read. This incredible story comes to us compliments of NBC Nightly News. Incredible. We thank them, by the way, for keeping this in there. NBC Nightly News says that it wasn't clear that John Fetterman was understanding our conversation when they were interviewing him. His campaign required that they put the captions of the questions up on a giant screen so he could read them. John Fetterman running for this super important Senate seat in the Keystone State and can't 
understand people talking to him. NBC News reporter. It's not a Breitbart reporter. It's not a Gateway Pundit reporter. Not a Daily Wire reporter. This is NBC News. These are 18-inch softball questions that they are rolling at him, and they have to type it out on a screen. You've never seen anything like this. You've never seen anything like this. So we have Stephen Hawking transcription-level stuff going on here with John Fetterman, who wants to be a United States senator and may be a United States senator unless Pennsylvania wakes up. Check this out. His campaign required that he be allowed to use a transcription program on his computer during our interview. I always thought I was pretty empathetic, uh, uh, emphatic. Uh, I think I was very, excuse me, empathetic. Uh, you know, that's an example of the stroke, empathetic. I, I always thought I was very empathetic uh, before having a stroke. But now after having that stroke, I really understand, you know, much more kind of the challenges that Americans have. Uh John Fetterman had a stroke. He should have dropped out of the race. This is what the humane person and people would do. Shame on John Fetterman's wife. Shame the, these, these power-gobbling, power-hungry witches. This woman plus Jill Biden. What are these people, do, what are these women doing to their men? My wife talks about this all the time. My wife is regularly like, what are they doing? Like, what are they doing? They're just, they're, they're like, they're, they're these like vicious power gobbling witches who just want to use the broken, clearly diseased men that they are married to in order to gain power. This is what's happening with Joe Biden. It's what's happening with Hunter Biden. It's what's happening with John Fetterman. A rational, just, just simply moral person would say what this is, is human abuse. This is elder abuse. This is stroke victim abuse. And it continues. John Fetterman had a hard time understanding the questions. He's the current lieutenant governor, by the way, of Pennsylvania. This is not some dude who like fell ass backwards out of a dumpster at a McDonald's parking lot. This guy's the current lieutenant governor in Pennsylvania. Stand up and be proud, you you got problems in the Keystone State, baby. Okay, and the key to getting John Fetterman to answer questions is apparently to do a teletype on screen. They, the NBC News nightly reporter stated that when she was engaging in small talk with Fetterman before the interview, that he didn't have closed captioning system and the campaign required it for the interview. It wasn't clear he was understanding the conversation. Here's the clip of the hard time of John Fetterman having a hard time understanding like uh, the English language. Uh, we had a monitor set up so that he could read my questions because he still has lingering auditory processing issues as a result of the stroke, which means he has a hard time understanding what he's hearing. Now, once he reads the question, he's able to understand. You'll hear he also still has some uh, problems, some challenges with speech. And I'll say, Katie, that just in some of the small talk prior to uh, the interview before the closed captioning was up and running, it did seem that uh, he had a hard time understanding our our conversations. Is there is there any decency left? So what is John Fetterman? John Fetterman, who some people call Fetterneck because he has some giant growth on the back of his neck. We're not trying to make fun of anyone. John Fetterman clearly deserves and requires medical attention. John Fetterman deserves help. John Fetterman should be inside of a care facility, not running for Senate. 
But what are they going to do? They're going to run him for Senate. They're going to take his giant moldy meat hooks and that repulsive sweatshirt that he's always wearing. Can you imagine how that thing smells? Like, like old cabbage and old Munster cheese left out inside of him inside of like a, a, a locker room after a JV football game. I mean, like that, that, that repulsive, disgusting sweat, that thing cast it into the fire. Like that thing, that thing is so gross. They should take John Fetterman and put him in an institution. They shouldn't put him in the Senate, which is his own institution. They're going to lift up those old meat hooks and they're just going to slam them down as a yes vote. And they don't give a damn that John Fetterman is a vegetable. They don't care. Here's NBC News saying that he can't understand what we're saying to him. And they're sitting there like trying to like make up excuses though that's normal. It's not normal. It's abuse. The man needs help. We're not trying to be mean here. We're just telling you what you can clearly see. Check out his medical records. Here's further reporting on what's going on with John Fetterman. But right now, voters really have to Take your word for it. We've asked for your medical records. We've asked to have a conversation with someone from your medical team to interview your physician. You've declined those requests. Why? Well, I, I feel like we have been very transparent in a lot of different ways. When our doctor has already given a letter saying that I'm able to serve and to, to be uh, running. I mean, respectfully, that letter from your physician, that was six months ago. Don't voters deserve to know your status now? Being on in front of thousands and thousands of, of people and having interviews and getting around all across Pennsylvania, that gives everybody and the voters decide, you know, if they think that it's it's really the issue. He's literally missing words. He's not speaking English. He's not responding. You see him reading the question on the on the screen. He's not responding using the, the cadence and the syntax of the English language. And this happens all the time. The RNC put together a supercut of John Fetterman. Uh, essentially, again, being a human vegetable and the abuse, the literal abuse that is ongoing right now of the Democratic Party running this man for high office. Check it out. The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. At first, I just wanted to check in and see how how you're feeling and how you're doing. I'm doing fa I'm doing fantastic. And and uh, it's not about uh, kicking balls uh, in the authority or anything. And make sure you take advantage of this amazing opportunity to the only thing you have stand to lose is your record. What is wrong with demanding for an easy, safe kind of their income, a path to a safe place for them to win? And I can champion the union way of life in Jersey, in, excuse me, in D.C. If you come out and step with us, we will be able to stand with you in D.C. My favorite is the Chris Hayes interview where he's like, how are you doing? And John Fetterman goes, I want to kick the you in uh, the balls. What's going on here is the abuse of power. But like 
in in its actual form, like in its physical form, they're abusing human beings who are mentally ill so that they can have meat cleaver proxy votes in the Senate. This is exactly what they did with Joe Biden. This is an elitist cabal. These people are truly the banality of evil. They don't care about the health of Joe Biden. They don't care about the health of John Fetterman. This guy's a human vegetable and they're running him for Senate. Please vote for Dr. Oz. I mean, truly, sincerely, please, we beg of you, vote for Dr. Oz. Because we can't have the incompetence and we cannot have the banality of evil, as we just stated, continuing to run things because the country just won't survive. <laughs> it just won't survive. You can't have headlines like these and then uh, continue to state that you have a free and fair system in this nation. The entire systems, all of the mechanisms in the faith that is required to keep a country like this running will fall to pieces with headlines like this from the John Durham trial. Believe that. John Durham, probe. FBI offered Christopher Steele $1 million to corroborate Trump allegations and dossier. Dossier. Okay, wait, what? So, hey, hey, what? Wait, 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 Paul, what, what, what? Huh? Christopher Steele writes a dossier paid for by Hillary Clinton in order to essentially, you know, they're, they're all lies about Donald Trump. They're just lies to create the wrap-up smear. We've played you the clip many times. And now the FBI is paying him to corroborate his own smears. They're paying him. They're not asking him under penalty of going to prison, which is what they should do. Hey, you interfered in an election. We're going to put you in jail unless you can uh, somehow rationally explain why you were shopping this document of lies to federal agencies. They didn't do that. They paid him more money. So Hillary Clinton already paid him to make the document. And now the FBI is paying him more money. Check this out. As yesterday's special counsel, John Durham, questioned the first witness of the trial of Russian national Igor Danchenko. Now, Durham has charged him with five counts of making false statements to the FBI over the 2016 anti-Trump dossier. FBI supervisory counterintelligence analyst Brian Auten testifying that a group of agents met with Christopher Steele overseas in early October 2021 about his dossier, which contained salacious allegations against Trump and members of his 2016 campaign. Campaign. Now, during questioning, Auten revealed the FBI offered Steele $1 million to corroborate the dossier's allegations against now former President Trump, but Auten testified that Steele could not. Durham also asked, quote, on October 21st, 2016, the date of the Carter Page FISA application, did you have any information to corroborate the dossier, which Auten responded, no. So they knew it was fake. They knew it wasn't real. They knew it was a lie, and then they continued to perpetrate that lie on you and on Donald Trump for three effing years, kneecapping and destroying Donald Trump's presidency. That is exactly what it was. They, they utilized this document in order to malign and to kneecap Donald Trump's presidency. Now, what is this? Is this about Donald Trump? No, it's about you. You are to be punished. You're the people who chose Trump as president. You elected him legally, rightfully, and directly as your president, and they couldn't tolerate your will. So what did they do? They knew it was a lie. They literally paid the guy who made up the lie more money. Now, it turns out Christopher Steele didn't take it because he couldn't corroborate what he had written. The FBI knew it was garbage from the start, and John Durham is curb stomping here. It is a beautiful thing to see. Uh, Steele apparently did not take the money. We have the update for you here.
David, uh, just to be clear on this, he testified the FBI put a million dollars on the line if he could prove his report. He did not take the money. Correct. What does that tell us? Well, it shows that the FBI still went forward with this FISA warrant against Carter Page, renewing it multiple times, even though Christopher Steele could not corroborate right. uh, his dossier. But the FBI still went with the dossier, and that's what Durham is getting at today. And he's going to have Otten on the stand for about another hour or so. It's incredible what John Durham is doing here. And John Durham himself is doing the questioning. God bless John Durham. A lot of people very, very upset. This is taking so long. I am one of them. But what can you do? They are do like John Durham, I personally believe, is doing um, his David and Goliath routine, right? There's an entire army of deep state feds that know that they are corrupt as hell. And John Durham is standing a single man against all of them. And I hope and I pray that inside of Virginia, he will be able to get a much better jury pool than in Washington, D.C., where the jury pool was filled with uh, single leftist women with AOC bumper stickers on their cars, on their hybrids. Uh, if they have cars, probably not. These are public transportation people. Uh, and, uh, you know, Warby Parker glasses, uh, Xanax rattling around in their purses uh, on their way to soul cycle classes. Like these are the kind of people with votive candles of Dr. Fauci inside their one bedroom uh, studio apartments that they pay seven grand a month for. These are very depressing, sad people. And they made up the jury pool in the Michael Sussman trial, the worst possible jury pool. You shouldn't be able to get a jury pool from Washington, D.C. It's not a real place. It's the District of Columbia. Don't remind people in Washington, D.C. that they're named after Christopher Columbus. And that's just where they live. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a very, very stunning allegation. And you cannot express further how damaging this is to the FBI. The FBI was functioning as a super PAC against Donald Trump. This is what was happening. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, it should be dismantled and it should be reformatted. They should go agent by agent and test those agents for their political biases. And they should start at the very top if you are in the top brass of the FBI and you oversaw these type of operations, you should be fired immediately. This agent, Outen, said that they could never corroborate anything that Christopher Steele said in the Steele dossier. But they used it as the predicate for the Mueller investigation for years into the Trump administration. It was a political tool, the weapon of the deep state to use in a fraudulence against Donald Trump. And you cannot continue a country based on lies like this. You can't, it's not, you can't do it. You can't, you can't move forward. You can't have a country where the federal law enforcement lie and undermine the will of the American people so openly and egregiously. It won't continue. The country won't last. The country will also not last if the Biden administration does not uphold free speech. They are being sued for censoring free speech. A lawsuit from one of our dear friends, Mike Davis, the Mary Poppins of disinformation and a slew of other officials in a disturbing amount of collusion with social media firms to quash critical stories. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready. 
the Biden White House is being sued for violating the First Amendment. Go. What's so impressive about this lawsuit from uh, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt and Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, along with several doctors, uh, a journalist Jim Hoff from Gateway Pundit, uh, uh, just everyday Americans, is they're really pushing back against the Biden administration's clearly unconstitutional uh, uh, censorship of Americans under the guise of COVID misinformation and disinformation. And what this lawsuit clearly lays out is this was a government-wide enterprise across the Biden administration, across many departments and agencies, uh, and it's clearly illegal under the First Amendment what they have done. They are colluding with these big tech monopolists to Google, uh, uh, Google, Facebook, Twitter. They're colluding with these big tech platforms to censor Americans. And the reason these big tech tech platforms are doing it is they have Section 230 immunity, this this tremendous benefit from the federal government where they cannot get sued for what people post on their platforms. And the government threatens their Section 230 immunity and, and threatens their uh, antitrust amnesty if they do, don't do govern, the government's censorship. Uh, they don't do the government's bidding. And this is a clear First Amendment violation, and, it, and it's very good that the, the Louisiana and the Missouri state attorneys general have brought these law, this lawsuit. Okay, so what is going on here? Republican attorney generals from Louisiana and Missouri are accusing the Biden administration of having worked hand and glove with social media giants to censor stories that negatively reflect on the White House. Throughout this case, we have uncovered disturbing amounts of collusion between big tech and the government, Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry said in a statement. This egregious attack on the First Amendment will be met with an equally full-hearted defense of the rights of the American people. This according to the Daily Mail. The 164-page lawsuit was filed late last week, but the update Monday filing indicates that Republican officials are widening their legal efforts to target 47 more government departments, agencies, and officials in addition to 20 defendants. This may be the largest lawsuit in the free people's history of America. So what is happening is, as you have seen in bombshell leak after bombshell leak, the federal government is going to tech companies and saying, you got to censor this guy. You got to censor this guy. Benny, his show is too popular. Alex Berenson, he's doing too many Tucker hits. You got to censor these guys. Alex Berenson literally sued Twitter and was able to uncover Jen Psaki and the entire press team of the White House demanding that Twitter censor this journalist. Alex Berenson worked the New York Times. So the federal government is not, you know, Joe Biden puts his hand in the Bible right? And, and, then, and then swears to uphold the Constitution, you are violating your oath of office. You should be impeached. This is, exa- this is why we have the impeachment process. They're violating the, the first and most foremost amendment in this country, which is that you have the right to say what you believe and to believe what you believe. And the government's sole job is to protect your right to believe those things and to say those things. This is the government acting directly antithetical to the First Amendment. We hope that they go down in total flames. God bless Eric Schmidt and Landry from Missouri and Louisiana, respectively. They accuse the 46 defendants of exercising a power imbalance against social media companies by lavishing them with certain benefits, threatening to take them away if the tech executives did not comply with their censorship requests. Largest bombshell lawsuit 
in American history and possibly the most consequential constitutional lawsuit in American history. Godspeed, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Supreme Court dropping a, another bomb on the Biden regime in a huge victory for Republicans. Yesterday, they back Pennsylvania ballot case. Supreme Court is backing Republicans in Pennsylvania, the all-important state. Got a couple vegetables running for office there. And let's hope that they have a free and fair election. If so, I just don't know how you could possibly vote for John Fetterman, especially after watching these videos. It is, it is true abuse. What is happening? It's not abuse at the Supreme Court. Supreme Court having a very rational decision here. The Supreme Court on Tuesday sided with the unsuccessful Republican candidate for a judgeship in Pennsylvania and threw out a lower court's ruling that allowed the counting of mail-in ballots in the race that had sought to exclude because voters neglected to write a date on them. The justices vacated the ruling by the Philadelphia-based third U.S. Court of Appeals, as requested by David Ritter, who lost his 2021 bid for a spot on the Lehigh County Court of Common Pleas to a Democrat rival by five votes after 257 absentee ballots without a date notations were counted. The high court's actions mean that the Third Circuit's ruling cannot be used as a precedent in the three states covered by this regional federal appellate court, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware, to allow the counting of ballots with minor flaws such as voters failing to fill in the date, vacating the ruling does not change Ritter's loss in the race. The Third Circuit had ruled that invalidating the undated ballots would violate the provision of the landmark Civil Rights Act, blah, blah, blah. So here's what happens. Inside of states like Pennsylvania, whenever there is a close race, suddenly masses of ballots, batches of ballots get found days after the election. That's what goes on. This is the scheme. This is the game. Okay? So suddenly these ballots just appear out of nowhere. The ballot fairy drops them off. The ballots only vote one way. They aren't dated. They aren't marked. There are no addresses on them. No one knows where the ballot comes from. Nobody's sure which tables the ballots get pulled out from under. But here they are, nonetheless. Magic. Magic. And then the Democrat wins. So there you go. So what the Supreme Court is saying is, no, that's not how elections work in this country. We're going to put limits on when you can count ballots and what ballots, what ballots you can count, which is a huge ruling by the Supreme Court. U.S. Supreme Court in June denied Ritter's bid to block the counting of the undated ballots. Conservative Justices Alito, Clarence Thomas, and Neil Gorsuch dissented in that decision. Alito wrote that the Third Circuit could well affect the outcome of the elections this year. Voters go to the poll on November 8th in midterm elections with Republicans are seeking to seize control of Congress from the Democrats, and we encourage you to vote on election day, please. Please vote on election day, please. Please vote on election day. Patriots vote on election day. Show up at the poll. Do not take the mail-in ballot and shove it in the box. Do not do that. Vote on election day. Do not give the machine and the system the capacity to try and do the kind of crap that we have seen time and time again. And we've covered these stories. There are people going to jail for ballot fraud in Arizona. I can't remember the woman's name. She's going to jail. There are people, they've overturned elections in LA for these exact kind of tactics. LA. There are so in Pennsylvania, there was, there was a dude that was just caught on, on, on voter fraud. We have to talk about this, and we have to talk about the broken systems that allow it, okay? That allow it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll say this. I am uh, 36 years old. Republicans have gotten their asses beat uh, in my lifetime. 
I ha- I've had I've I've had to begrudgingly support people like Mitt Romney and John McCain. Not now, but back in the day, they got their asses beat, and the process itself being agreed upon by both sides. It's not that I want the same outcome every time. That's the difference between me and a leftist. The leftist wants the same outcome. Every single time, the leftist just wants to win regardless of how they won. Republicans and conservatives just want a fair fight. So that's what we're calling for here. And that's what all of these common sense election security measures are across the nation. That's why we're so happy that Ron DeSantis is putting people in jail. Ron DeSantis brought like 30 some odd people who committed election fraud uh, to trial. They're charging 30 some odd people in Florida. They're just getting started. To trial for election fraud, get ready. Those people are going to jail. And that should be the penalty for messing with an election. We are 28, 27 days out from the midterm election. Most important election in our lifetime. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. We are in for the battle of a lifetime. That's why we are going to be hitting the bricks here and doing everything in our power. We are doing everything in our power to show you the realities before you and what is to come if we allow the Democrats to continue destroying this nation. Everything they touch goes absolutely to hell. So we fight and we stand up for it because we got kids, baby, and we want to protect this country. We want to protect this nation. Saving America is the only purpose on this show. That is all we do every single day. God, family, country. That's why we do what we do. And that's why we're out. That's why we out here. All right. We're free men and women. We were born that way. And we're going to stay that way. We're going to stay that way, not by retreating, but by standing the watch, by banging the shields and by saying, no, we're not retreating anymore. In fact, we're going to advance. We're going to take, we're going to take the field from you. And so that's what we do. That's why we fight. And that's why we're very, very optimistic. Because for the first time in my adult life, we actually have a movement of fighters. And it's encouraging, truly. God bless all of you. Have an absolutely incredible day. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.